Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. Yes. Hard work, guys. Hard work. Hard work, the hard work boys. You know what they say, Kissel? They say if you do what you love, you're you're never at work. Well, actually, you're always at work. Hmm. That's what we learned. What? When you are your job, you can't even, when you're in the bathroom, you're working. When guess you're in what, the man? shower, you're working. I'm my own boss, right? So, mm-hmm. Henry, you're fired. You fired yourself. You fired. You better hire yourself because we have to do a show. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. How do we do the? All my employees are fired. <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? How are you? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben. I'm hanging out with Henry. And we're in Dublin. And we're in Dublin. We are at a kick-ass hotel. We should give a plug to this place. It's called the Fitzwilliam. It is really, really nice. Yeah, it's very nice. They have a bar. And because we're in Ireland, it's open 24 hours a day. <laughs> it so is you can a, have your, you a can... mistake. <laughs> it's a bad idea. <laughs> but no, this has been incredible. Dublin is wonderful, although I will say this, Henry. Hmm. These streets... They're not made for me. Nobody. It's, it's for the tiny Irish. I am like so big. I am in everyone's way. I cannot. The sidewalks are so tiny. You are noticeable. And I think it does get to a point where I think I'm legitimately like it's like we've become paired together where yeah. people can cut. They know you're you're here for something. Yes. And they yeah. know that the tiny fat with the gay <laughs> shirts on is also here for something. Right. They don't know what we're doing because Marcus and I went to this little pub and they the grave diggers. Oh, I right? heard that the was grave great. Pub up by it's by I by the oldest cemetery in Dublin where they have all their Irish heroes are, are buried sadly. Very sadly. I'm glad they buried him though. It's nice. But we went over there and it was like a record scratch. It was like Err! we walked Uh-oh. in. I mean, I had a silly hat on. And I, I yeah. was wearing my like a palm frond shirt on, and it right. was it was a different. I I was striking a tone. Yeah, you were definitely striking. You're like, I'm a performer from Los Angeles, and I'm here to make you smile. <laughs> and then everyone's like, We haven't smiled in 13 years. Why would we smile now? But boys, don't you want a song? Don't you want to <laughs> dance? But honestly, they they were then they they warm up once you start drinking. Oh man, honestly, everyone's been super nice. It's incredibly chill, but we have yeah. been we've had some times, you know, Marcus and I had a tourist day yesterday. Yep, you guys did your touristy stuff. I walked all around the city. I saw real Ireland, and I got to say I like their uh 
There are people who are a little bit on Skid Row. They got a Skid Row around here. They really do. It's kind of cute. It's a colorful group of. There are wild ghosts running above my <laughs> room, is. and I'm not even. I'm not even fucking. This is not even a joke because there is no floor above us. No, there really isn't. So any. I don't know what the fuck that sound is. If you do that's hear been that, been happening sound, yeah. all night. It's been happening yes. all night, and I mean it. I don't know if you can hear it on the, the hear that recording on you. Yeah. I am I am not fucking around. It is legitimately sounds like someone's running back and forth above me. Yeah, but I believe above me is the roof. I think that's true. Yes. Oh my god! But, I, but it, yesterday, so I've never had. I mean, I know it's not a full English, right? Because it's here. I've now been told that time and time again since as far I posted as breakfast a picture. Goes. Yeah, I, we had it full. I we I thought it was called a full English. Here, it's called a full Irish because we're in Ireland. That makes a lot of sense. And they get upset. People it, get upset. You forget it does that sound true. like a really bizarre Pornhub search. The full Irish. Ugh. I don't really want to know what happens. I'm assuming beards involved. Well, my joke is that it's just throwing up out of your asshole. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the um, old full Irish because that's what happens when you eat that breakfast. Because what was this breakfast? Because I know you and Marcus, you like to wake up at the crack of dawn. I don't. And I just was. I'm just jet lagged. Right. And so I woke up. Marcus always gets up super early. Right. And he loves a full breakfast he loves it and so normally i'm a light breakfast guy right? yeah because it's breakfast and then you have to get up you have to go live your entire day you have to move you gotta do stuff i saw a picture of the breakfast that you guys ate it was a soup full of what looked to be tiny penises that i know were sausages <laughs> no that's a different but, thing you were saw something i think it was just called it was something like moist bangers it was like <laughs> slippery bangers i think it was one of the the dishes because they don't really they're not trying to sell you on it no. Because this stuff's centuries old. So it's just like, this is just what we've always eaten. We've always eaten big, wet, fucking frothy, thick, old, veiny sausages. That's what we do. Um, but it is very, t- it is incredibly tasty. But yes, so that what a full Irish breakfast consists of. Yes, please. Is two eggs sunny side up. Okay. This one had a form of, I believe, it is It is not, we, they, we called it a hash brown and they got upset. Why? What is it supposed to be? It's called like a badinkle. It's called something. <laughs> it's a ting. It's not a box tea because a box tea, I believe, is a pancake, right? Okay. Was, that was not serving. I and thought served- that's what you guys were going to get because Marcus was like, oh, they got box teas. And no. I'm like, I don't know what a box tea is. That's, he didn't even want that. He didn't oh, want that. He didn't he want me. I'm with him. But then it's got that, right? Then it's got two breakfast sausages. Mm. Oh, I'm good. Mm. Then there's a disc of blood sausage. It was very good because it's fucking sweet. I don't I don't get the whole blood sausage. You should thing. try it. I like my sausages to be drained of blood. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not a vampire before noon. One time you should come you should come and take cuz you know when yeah. do have you had any of the real German shit? The real Oh yeah, of course. When Back we in, are who buddy. Berlin is not going to be traditional no, German. But we'll find a hipster traditional yeah. thing. Again, please. And all the people who have sent us recommendations. That's how I found out about Gravediggers. Like, you yeah. guys really hooked it up for Dublin. Always send us, especially in like Berlin and fucking Stockholm. I have no clue what the hell we're doing. And it's so much fun to hear what you guys think what we will like. Absolutely. Which I think it's, it's really across the board because most of the time y'all are spot on. But sometimes you guys will say stuff and just being like, we're not complete psychopaths. We're all like kind of have like, we all live a normal 
normal life. It is bizarre when a recommendation becomes an indictment of character. And you're like, why do you think I would like this turkey butthole place that only specializes but a lot of when times the turkey is tortured the most? When it comes to extreme foods, they're correct about me. No, but you the rest love of it. Well, I mean, and as a matter of fact, you went to Grave Diggers, as you mentioned. And who else went to Grave Diggers? R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. And you know what I did in his memory is I came back to the house and I did a little autoerotic asphyxiation Good. just to remember him. Good. Um, but I, so with the, to keep the countdown of a full Irish. The reason why it's an Irish because it also has a white pudding. So it has black pudding and it has a white pudding. Uh-huh. I don't know what's in that. It was tasty. What is in it? I don't know. You just ate it, though? Yeah. You didn't, you didn't ask? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm some kind of weakling. All right. You've got baked tomatoes, two baked Ugh. tomatoes, um, and then this had, they have bacon, right? And they do bacon traditionally over here underdone. So it's a little blue. It's a little <laughs> loose. It's like if if, if you're Irish, can you please can you can you clarify if that really is how they do it, how you do it, or is that just how this place does? That's it? how people do it. That's that is it's it's general, but it's real fatty, and it's kind of like if bacon was spaghetti. Ooh, that's what that, it is. Oh, you're selling me on this now. <laughs> it's actually that pretty good. good. But yeah, we had all that, and then what that really does is uh. Because not only, I mean, obviously I was blistering hungover. Of course. we had a pub crawler that night. We before. did our thing. I mean, what I learned, I got, as soon as we got in, I went to a place called Peter's Pub, and I got what I like is just your traditional ham, cheese, tomato, onion it's on white toasty. bread. It's a toasty. It's a toasty. Otherwise known as a sandwich. <laughs> It's not a special no, tea cuisine. It is you toasted. Ask, you're no, like, it's only a toasty if it's toasted. The way I think you also described a turkey it, sandwich. But you're like, or something just simply magnificent like cuisine. <laughs> they do this thing. You wouldn't believe it. It's this simple. And they did this incredible meal. And it was just, forget this. It was two slices of bread. And between that, <laughs> there was like uh, a piece of ham and a piece of cheese. Or like a tomato in there. I was like, and what onions. is this? <laughs> what is this succulent you, meal? You do not get the simple delights in America. I do. They go crazy. Here, white bread, although I did read an article about a boy, and I have no idea if this is real, but it was in their Metro uh, paper. A boy went blind because all he did was eat white bread, chips, and fries. Uh, chips and uh <laughs> Yes. <laughs> one other thing and yes. he said he's been eating that since he was 14 i believe he's now 19 and the doctor said he went blind because of it but i love it i get the kid i understand what he's doing i get it it's very tasty but there's something about being here it was like when there's something about a thousand years of bar culture oh totally you come to this place and never has a stool slid under my tiny oh, nice. flat White ass, so comfortably. Yeah. Never have I seen so many of my pop pop walking so around. Many. My pop pop is alive here. They're still here. Big black horn rim glasses mm -hmm. with the white hair, red, red face. Just and it's not sunburn. No, there is no sun. No, it's it, alcoholism. Yes, as a matter of fact, it rains every day. Apparently, it's rained every day since we've been here, uh, but only for about twenty-five minutes. It's a mm. nice, pleasant rain. It reminds me of the CCR uh, song. Have you seen the rain? Of course, that's about Vietnam. But here we are in our own version of Vietnam when it comes to our liver and when it comes to our intestines. Um, but, but nonetheless, it is funny. The Irish are very Irish, and I have to say, Henry, if you did need to go on the lamb. 
If you Ooh, let's just say I I you crash your in. car, you pull a Caitlyn Jenner, you hit someone in Los Angeles full of road rage, and you're like, I gotta get out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. You roll here, you you flip on that Irish accent. They wouldn't be able to find you. Where is Waldo is an easier puzzle to find that man in a group of people who look just like him. You would blend in better than... Hey, uh, hey, I don't. My name's Henry Ozebrowski. Well, you're selling it a little hard. Hey, you're I, selling it oh, a little hey, bit hey, hard. Hey, Irish. Well, now you're a pirate. See? Now you're a pirate. But this is your people, man. Yeah, buddy. This is where I'm bored. It's built for me. I'm tall here. Dude, I have hit my head on almost every single doorway since I've since I've gotten. No, you're an oddity here. Yeah, but I'll, I did I have a woman. Here, I did have a woman, as a matter of fact. But you, but the woman. Oh, was you talking about the night we were out? No, I was. I just went out last night briefly. Just uh, for some reason, I slept a lot yesterday, and it hmm. reminded me of that sentence from that movie. I thought I had mono for a year, but it just turned out I was really depressed. And I don't remember what movie that was. <laughs> I think it's Clueless. I think we talked about. It. I'm not Clueless. Sure. Um, but I sat down, and this woman's like. Man, you a farmer? Obviously, in her accent, she's like, "You're a farmer from America," and I was like, "I'm no. a farmer from America." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I come, I'm coming in from Brooklyn. We're doing a show here." She's like, "No, no, you're a farmer from America. Very tall. You're very tall." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's like, "I'm not hitting on you." She like clarified. She's just like, "But man." You must be a farmer from America. And I was like, I am not. I'm a performer. She's I'm like, a basketball player. It's very weird. <laughs> this is when you. This is when you need to flip and be like, actually, I am a. I'm a professional basketball player. Yeah, but I do like that she just clarified because usually in America they'd be like, how tall are you? And I just say it, and they're like, that's cool. And here she said, just to clarify, it's weird. You're but I weird feel like looking. actually that is her flirting with you. Maybe she was quite. She was quite drunk. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> So I think in her mind, maybe she did have a Fabio-like fetish, but instead of a buff, buff um, uh, European man, she wanted a chubby farmer boy. Well, it's like when you were sitting, we had that one late night bar. There was a late night bar we went to called the Globe over here in this like yeah. temple bar district. And this one woman came up to us. And the only words I understood out of her mouth was, I'm from America. But then um, <laughs> she then continued to speak in... I think I can only the only way to describe it is drunkenese. <laughs> like, and she spoke at us for like thirty, and both of us were like, we straight up were just saying out loud, like, I have no clue what you're saying. Please leave us alone. I have no, I can't understand you. And she's like, yeah, 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 you're the ones that isn't. And I was like, you're not even Irish. You have no excuse. Also, heard the single worst song I've ever heard. Which I've you heard think some is great songs so far. some. There's something about Irish bars, right, since we've been here. They either don't play music. I love live, when they have live, like, fiddle music. When they're going there, I saw, I've seen at least three jigs. Oh, absolutely. I was tapping my I'm not being racist. No, they love the jig out here. And you know what? Sometimes, though, I did see a guy that I thought was doing, like, a funny little jig, but he just had some kind of, he had something wrong with his leg. It's possible. Which is that I feel like that's just. When you listen, I like the Irish music because you sit there, you're at your pub, you're drinking your pint. And you you know what you get with their songs? A history lesson. Because all of their songs are about Ireland. They're all about some random person who probably has a whole series of dark things in their past that they refuse to mention. It's a lot of good but stuff. But they just talk about the good benefits of the person and what they did for Ireland. But I love the traditional folk music. I think it's funny. It's Maniza. 
Because when he's up, gets me ready. Oh my god, uh, my toe is, I got a callus on my toe. I've been tapping it so much. I saw it. That's kind of crazy. I was like, kind of scared. But uh, you remember that song that, that we heard? It was literally the worst thing I've ever heard. It was a European remix of um, We Will Rock You. Ah, yes. That was playing at the bar that I, I yelled at the ceiling. And it was Freddie Mercury singing, but then they had children doing <laughs> the chorus, going, We will. We will rock you. And it was, they took the backing track out and put just this drum machine. And I was like, Europeans had just the weirdest idea of what is cool because people were losing their minds. They loved it. They loved it. I mean, I think it's one of those under tech. uh, undercover detective scams. You got to pad the crotch. Whoever has a boner, you're out of here. I'm just not trying That's to listen to kids. That's a good way to figure. I hate, I do not like listening to children sing. No. I'm not a child. No, we've talked about it because Jackie yes. also famously, we all hate children singing. I just don't get it. I hate I just them. don't get it. Children anyway, are not talented enough to sing. This is our first week here overseas, and we are having a blast. We are we are going to be here for a much longer time, and we do have some fun stories we do. to talk about. We have a slime story, but not from Los Angeles. No. Now, the slime gang has not heard from me from quite a bit, um, mainly because the people that I was really... Two people that were the main parts of my slime gang. One, I mean, it's my buddy Kirk, and he already, he had another baby, and so he couldn't, like, be as involved on the slime searches anymore, and he moved really? to a house. Yes, so Kirk is doing great. He's crushing it. Um, very talented director. We did a, with Kirk Larson, we did a uh, short film together called Dig Your Own Grave. Okay, and who's your other member of the slime gang? It was another couple. They got divorced. And they what? left. They left the building. <laughs> yeah, they got divorced. Your, was that your neighbor? Yes. They got a divorce. The, no, not the not my cool neighbor. Not okay. my not my friend. Not, not my actual friend. The downstairs neighbors. I thought they were might be kind of like. I don't think they were swingers. They were the ones that talked about the ghosts have been all over the apartment building mm-hmm. and they've been all stuff. But then um, one time the woman came out and she was crying and I was out walking Wendy and she's just like, he just doesn't respect me. And I was like, this is a lot to be like talking to me about because i'm just like you're on slime duty Uh, yeah i'm just slime gang leader and (laughs) representative and that's really the issues i'm here to to keep it professional yes yeah i'm not your psychotherapist right all right i'm a gang i'm a slime gang slime locator and i'm gonna say adjudicator i'm a slime adjudicator sure and lieutenant Oh, wow. I'm lieutenant of it, and I'm admiral of the, I'm admiral of the text chain. Mix but a lot of streams there, yeah. This is a new story that came from China. All right. China's lunar rover has encountered strange goo on the dark side of the moon. This is from a website called ZeroHedge.com. After several months hanging on the dark side of the moon, China's Chang... Oh, my God, I don't know how to... C-H-A-N-G, apostrophe E, Changi, four... Lunar rover has really stepped in it, according to NBC News. The mission's rover U-22, which is what Bono's brother's going to be fucking touring as next year. I like it. Came across a gel-like substance on its eighth day, which caused scientists to put a full stop on its planned schedule and try to figure out what exactly the goo is. This is pretty cool stuff, man. I love this shit. You know, I love, this is just... I mean, do- I, I literally went... Ooh. As soon as I saw this story, I got so hard I got zipper burn on the tip of my penis. Oh my goodness! And be we, careful. And we have a um, we have a clarification on Gene Rub that I will read later. Very good. But this seems like something straight out of that superhero film Venom. What if this is in itself an alien life form? This gooey type substance. Interesting. You said superhero film. I definitely call it more of an antihero 
film. Oh, whatever. On July 28th, the Chang E4 team was preparing to power U22 down for its usual midday quote unquote nap to protect the <laughs> rover from high temperatures and radiation from the sun high in the sky. I didn't know they needed naps. I mean, I need a nap <laughs> all the time. Yeah. A team, remember, a team member checking images from the rover's main camera spotted a small crater that seemed to contain material with a color and luster unlike that of the surrounding lunar surface. Ooh. The drive team, excited by the discovery, called in their lunar scientists. Together, the teams decided to postpone U22's plans to continue west and instead order the rover to check out the strange material. Now, to analyze the material, Chinese scientists use the U22's visible and near-infrared spectrometer, which can study materials based on the way light is scattered or reflected. I'm looking at it right now, and it's fun. It's very fun. But they, they have no clue what it is. They think it could be, quote-unquote, melt glass created from meteorites striking the surface of the moon, which yeah. just sounds like, wh who are we trying to protect? Who are we trying to protect? Or perhaps a volcanic explosion that was 3.6 billion years ago. But that was when they found, because they found another anomaly on the moon. They found right. a bunch of orange dirt. Right. And they didn't know what the hell it was, and then it turns out it's that. So that's pretty cool stuff, man. They got I, I mean, do you think that some of these, like, is there one scientist who licked it? You think that someone had to lick it? I think if you get a you get you got a jelly like substance, right? You don't know what it is. This is old school cop work. This is back before you had to like before you had a tester to see if it was cocaine. Cops had to put it on their tongue and be like, "That is very nice cocaine." No, you gotta. What get are you your, gonna do? You gotta give it a little licky. You gotta get your buddy who's got a nickname like farts or like nickname yeah. like bullseye for some reason. Ooh. You gotta get that. You gotta get your cousin Bart. To get over there and be yeah. like, my cousin Bart will eat anything. And he's like, that's what they say. Because I certainly haven't met a thing I wouldn't eat. <laughs> and so he will probably go in there. Yeah, they sent him in there. There's always a Chinese version uh, of the cousin Bart. And then you go you know, in there and you can check it out. Because how, many, how do they figure out half the weird things that they eat? Exactly. You obviously are a uh, an aspiring ufologist, ufologist, yes. and you know. I think a lot. just saying the words that you're a ufologist makes you past aspiring yeah. and puts you all the way to professional. You're already pro. You're already pro. When we talk about alien life forms, we're always looking for like the fun little green man, or maybe the Martian coming down. But do you think that this is most likely what what to expect? You were going to get some gelatinous genetic creation that. It's not going to be able to say, like, hey, hello, but it might be the foundations of a life. There's many ways life could exist outside of our solar system and in many – we just don't know. There's, like, there's many different backbones to life, not just carbon life. There's also the idea it could be, like, a fucking algae. It could be something that comes from a meteorite that fucking cracked open and split out and it was just a bunch of fucking garbage in it like it was a Cadbury egg. Who fucking knows? These – I'm very much so of the idea that I believe that if we do come across – certain types of extraterrestrial life, we would not even recognize it even if we discovered it. Like, we would not be able to know. And I think that there is, like, I actually had a listener letter recently talking about this that I, I've tried to bring up a little bit on the Rendlesham episodes, mm -hmm. and I really do believe as a possibility well, things like the the tic tac ufo that was seen over the uss nimitz like what we cover in the live show yeah that could potentially just be like this concept of these machines these orbs these things that are coming out of our you either out of our dimension or from another planet they don't necessarily need pilots ah. they don't necessarily need like they're not 
they might not be crafts. They What's literally the name of that movie where the kid gets in the craft and the craft flight is of the, the navigator. Flight of the navigator. But the thing is that the craft itself is a being. Cool. And the idea is that these are. That's what it is. Is that it is a form of post biological life. I find very interesting. I, I, I love it. There's a podcast series I listen to called The End of the World that does a good breakdown of uh, some of these theories. I don't like the I, I don't like the positioning of the podcast because The End of the World kind of fetishizes bad news, which right. I'm, I'm sick of. I'm fucking so sick of people worshiping The End of the World. I think it's really sad. Way yeah, to live. because if it happens, then everyone would be like, nah, I really enjoyed thinking of The End of the World, but like, if it does end, then you don't even get to think about it anymore, yes. and then it all kind of sucks. It sort of begins to feel like you're rooting for The End of the World, and right. I think that that's a fucked up way to live, because where there's life, there is hope. That's, hey, buddy, I believe you, man. We're over here in uh, in Ireland, so we are really getting our fill of European political news, speaking of people rooting for the end of the world. And it is a hoot it is to watch Parliament Watching scream them yell? at each other. I it love is it. It's great. They're so reserved in real life. And then they, they get behind closed doors, and they're a bunch of savage beasts. <clears throat> but yeah, check out that. The idea of, look, if you really want to look, I really like the concept of the... The oh, there is a post biological world that we could end up in, and maybe that's one of the reasons why we have not seen uh, um, ET. Right. Well, I guess it's we gotta essentially get, get rid of your bones. Get your bones out of the body. Then we can all look like those little blob fishes. Remember those fishes with the nose? You've gone mad. <laughs> He's gone. He's well, you know what? Why why have the end of the world when we can have great stories like this one? This one comes from Billboard.com. It's uh, Claudia Rosenbaum wrote it a little bit. I'll just give a synopsis here. But the headline is, Ohio man sues after legless juggalo crashes into him with a golf cart at an insane clown posse gathering. Now, What's so- up, juggalos and juggalettes? I know we got you guys out there. Thank you, family, for always supporting us. Fam, now, absolutely. Now, my question is, is that... Um, you don't have to sign a release at the gathering saying, like, I I hereby acknowledge that a legless man might hurt me tonight. You know, I think, honestly, if I was the defendant of, it's not even the legless man that's being sued. No. Uh, this guy, Adam Baton, he is suing Ninjas in Action. That is the Michigan group that was holding the 20th annual gathering of the Juggalos. Aww. And he's also suing Lawrence County Recreational Park, uh, where the event was being held. But I think if I'm the defense of Ninjas in Action, uh, bro... You were at a Juggalo festival. Like, sometimes a man, this is what happened. A dude was hammered. It's like if I went to a ketchup sprinkler party in a white suit. Yes, and be like, it got filthy. My suit's filthy. It's my nicest white suit. You're asking for it in a way. I'm not going to victim blame here. (laughs) To be fair, at a a gathering, it won't be ketchup if you're covered in any red substance. It'll be be blood. (laughs) Yeah, it might be a lot of it. So Adam Batam, he said he was just walking down the street. I'm going to assume not sober. And all of a sudden... He oh, hears- yeah, because that's how... I'm certain, yeah, the gathering, just strolling. So what was yeah. he doing? Was he on patrol? He was just moseying. Ah. Yeah, he was just moseying around. And all of a sudden, he hears a little golf cart. He hears a little hum of a golf cart. <laughs> and then he turns around, and he sees a likeless man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming in full juggalo makeup. Oh, yeah, buddy. Driving a golf cart. And you're like, well, how the heck could he drive a golf cart? You don't have legs. Well, you know what? He had a baseball bat. So he was driving this golf cart. <laughs> With the baseball bat on the pedal, <laughs> well steering, which that's not easy. That's huge. That's he's ambidextrous. He been, well, I'm sure the one edge of the baseball bat must have been on his nub. Maybe, maybe he was on a nub, something like that. Could be go. He might be going full pirate with it. Um, so he's just like cruising down, and all of a sudden he's like, the guy turns. He's like, 
that's a juggalo man with no legs, and he is not slowing down. <laughs> juggalo hit him. The guy's not dead, so it's just kind how of funny. How fast is that golf cart going? He can, I mean, he how can't fast get can the they go? As, as fast as he possibly could. That's so, hilarious. So this is what he said. He said he was a, he was attending the festival. He was there for a full four days. Uh, he called the, Damn. the apparently the festival was advertised as the craziest show on. Uh, the craziest show on earth with quote controlled chaos. Attendees were promised a gathering. <laughs> they with- must have, they must have like legally had to put that into the language. Like at some point, being like, can we at least just say it's controlled chaos? Guys? Exactly, and it kind of is. So it was at one o'clock in the morning. It was the final day of the festival. Baton said he was riding his bike between Bizarro World Tent and the Drainer Road Pavilion when a golf cart had no headlights. It was being driven by a dude who's name this is not a joke it's alexander less legs perkins uh alexander less legs perkins which was the nickname that the juggalos obviously gave him because you know what they see something they call it like it is hey man no need to have a clever uh, you don't uh, the idea of a clever nickname it's like we're not a, you're not an irish folk hero no right? you don't even have not. some cool awesome nickname sometimes your nickname is just it's it's like right on the nose absolutely especially if you don't have a nose and then you can be just be called like no nos. Uh, so Perkins, uh, evidently, uh, in the lawsuit, Baton says that he was like hammered off of drugs or alcohol. But according to Perkins, he says, "quote I was stone cold sober." Definitely. And Perkins oh, told- on the fourth day of the Juggalo <laughs> gathering. Oh yeah, definitely. Perkins also told TMZ he was ejected from his cart due to the accident, sustaining injuries himself. So I, you know, you got to be careful when you go to these Juggalo festivals. At the same time, man. If you see a golf cart coming, you're on a bicycle. You gotta, you gotta speed up or get out of the way because oh. legless is there are less legs. He's rolling after you, not on purpose, just because he doesn't know how to steer the damn thing. I'll tell you what: if you're playing a game of chicken with somebody who could not probably identify a chicken in a lineup of animals, <laughs> you're gonna lose that game of chicken. <laughs> he doesn't seem so to you care. just have to jump over and through the golf cart. Yeah. I did that once. I almost got hit by a car. Well, I technically did get hit by a car. A guy went through, like, basically just above coasted through a stop sign as I was crossing the street. Right. And I, my instinctually, I probably sincerely jumped five times in my life. Like, sure. I don't... Have, when's the last time you jumped? Jumped, jumped? Like, being like, whoa, surprise, Yeah, like, jumped. had to jump. Gosh darn, man. I don't even know. I jumped. This is one I don't remember it. Because I jumped instinctually right. and moved aside and then just went up on the hood of the guy's car cool. and just wrecked the whole hood. Nice. Which is sweet. Yeah. But that's what you got to do. Yeah, of course you got to. But, yeah. you know. Just anyway. jump in a legless's lap. Be careful out there. We do, But I will say this. I don't like the guy suing the ninjas in action because they're going to try to shut down the 21st. Uh, gathering event and let's be honest everyone's like oh my god what happens there are these four days event let them have this they sit in the tents yes exactly if you don't let the gathering if you don't let the juggalos have their four days then it's going to be 365 days of them being very upset that they don't get their four days and then we got a lot of less legs driving cars with baseball bats, making traffic a real nightmare. Pressure builds. Absolutely. Let these people celebrate. This is their version of an emotional purge. They need to get it out. Do, but now, does ICP perform at all of these? Sometimes. But not all the time. Not all the time. They okay. are, because it's a lifestyle. So yes. they go, it's a, a lifestyle, it's a ideology. 
They go. Yep. Um, they they drink their their sodas. Fago. It's the Fago. They got their sodas. I uh, and they uh they like uh they like a flappy man and a woman. They love it all. They like them flappy. You know, it reminds me a little bit. It's a little bit like Sturgis. Because they're body positive in that they'll have orgies with anyone. Yeah. And they'll just do it right in public. Oh, well, yeah. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to watch it hepatitis from eating ass. <laughs> that is, I'm going to put that as a warning out there to our Juggalo family. Be yeah. very careful. Make sure, give it a wipe. Do they I, have a tongue condom? Do those, ex- oh, yeah, dental dams. Yeah, but maybe lead on a, a nerd. I don't, I'm going to nerd with a dental I mean, dam? I'm not I mean, to, I've, never, I've never used a dental dam, is what I'm saying. It's, it's weird, right? It How weird. That's what's sad, is that I do understand that it's, like a fruit it's not... Roll-up. It's technically smart, and you should use them, especially if you're a sex worker, blah, blah, blah. I do understand that. But how... How sad is that? It's sad. Where you're going to sit with a woman or a lady, and then as soon as you be like, wait, I have to put this plastic tarp down over your vagina before my lips touch it because I'm worried your vagina will kill me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a mood dampener. It seems very, it's very BTK-esque. That's why I just, his, uh, it's important to just, you do it in a hotel, you can just do it through a washcloth. Why wouldn't you? You know? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't work at all. It was technically, that's a Everyone wonderful will be way to transfer an STD through a washcloth. But. Yeah, but only burrow a hole through it. Right from your grave. From your I will quickly talk about how this horrible, sad story about the Tampa Bay Rays a pitching prospect, a man by the name of Blake Bivens, whose brother-in-law murdered oh, his yeah. wife, uh, who was his sister. Uh, he was only Ugh. kid was only 18 years old. Uh, Matthew Bernard uh, was 18 years old. He killed his sister, who was Blake Bivens' wife, um, their 14 month year old baby, Jeez. and uh, her mother. And the way he was found, because the story was sent to me many times, but the, because the beg- the end of it was way crazier than the actual story, where they caught him nude in a parking lot. Matthew Bernard, the the, the kid, the 18 year old who actually did this crime, they they found him screaming nude in a parking lot. Right. And, and they keep saying no motive is known. They don't know why he did it. It sounds like he was on drugs. It sounds like he had some well, kind of, obviously, uh, some kind of drug-induced psychosis. There are some people that are a little bit uh, intrigued because this man literally is running at this cop butt naked. His ding-dong is flapping all around, totally crazed. And the cop, he got, he's got his mace out. But in a situation where the pigment of the skin was different, I believe this man would have been shot in the head immediately yes. by cops. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's a little bit of one of these it is of undercurrents. Because lit- I have never seen a U.S. police officer try to avoid deadly force more than in a situation where technically if he was shot, I'd be like, yeah, uh, kill you, were, you were running naked at this officer, screaming, covered in, blood. Yeah. covered in blood, covered in blood. Yes, yeah, dude. If but, you're so going to do it, it's an interesting story in that perspective. No, too. I don't. I mean, that's just the, the fucking most heartbreaking. It's crazy good, criminal bullshit in the world, and the fact that I mean, I completely agree with that. It's that if he was anything but a, a 18 yeah. year old white man, you would not have gotten you would have gotten shot. In the but that out. video, you know what it reminded me of? Because Coney is remember Coney 2012. Remember this when everyone was talking about I the didn't child even know soldiers. what it was then. Yes. Well, anyway, I, but I, if you want to see a nude freakout, you can find the man who originated this Coney 2012 campaign, and he had a total mental break, and he ended up going uh, naked on the streets, I believe, of Seattle, and I think he was diagnosed bipolar with another, uh, with some other condition. So, without a doubt, this man 
was not in the right frame of mind. Yeah. And it is just so so the baseball pitcher now, he's just that's gotta be so devastating for him. It's he said his heart has turned to ash. Which oh. is a br- it's a brutal brutal story. I don't know why I brought it up. It's really like it's one of those stories that you like. His heart is turned to about. ash. Yeah. Oh, his my whole life God, was destroyed. So his whole life was destroyed one afternoon. Oh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the worst thing on the face of the planet. Terrible yes. story. Interesting. Yeah, we'll, it's not we'll great for that story. When it comes to the uh, when it comes to the sentencing, the, the and when sentencing. they know anything more about why why because, he feels that he did what he did. And this is another one where we want to reach out and ask if someone is a uh, more inclined when it comes to the mental illness aspects of criminality. This man obviously is insane, but if it was drug induced, or I guess if he was drug induced, would it make him? be able to stand trial as a sane man. I think so. And if he was sober, perhaps it could be like, well, he was, did he even know what he was doing? From what we've learned from know. our listeners so far, they basically said they they go through, because competency is about the time of the murder, but it's also about court proceedings. And if it was drug-induced, then yes, maybe at the time he did not know right from wrong, right. but he is, that it's not a permanent condition i don't know if that holds i think that it comes down to is like once he sobers up and he's realized what he what he's done but i've never seen a drug no matter what the drug Ugh. is that makes you just snap and kill no, your entire I've taken, family we've taken so many mushrooms and the last thing i want to see is blood yeah i want to see like really nice things flamboyant things yeah i, I want to have a nice see- time but i've never done crystal meth but from no. what I've heard, even friends that I know that have done crystal meth, the way they seem to describe it is that, yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is, exactly as advertised. But if you don't have evil lurking down in the depths of the cockles of your heart, a lot of right. times it would take a while for it to get there. You'd have to be pretty, like, despondent. Like, you'd have to get right. to a point where you don't have anything left to lose and you are just desperate for drugs. But a lot of times it would involve robbery. Uh, oh, I think that's often the case. Well, speaking of not much uh, to lose, let me just do this quick story. It's about robots, Henry. And you know I have a war against the robots going on. Well, right you know now. they're trying to make it legal for you to destroy a public robot. They, they, they do believe that. This, this, I forgot who it was. There was I, someone sent a story. I, I didn't look deeply into it because, you know, I appreciate robots. But they are trying to make it <laughs> legal for you to kick a robot. You should be able to. Yes, I think so. They don't, they're not humans yet. So this is from the Daily Star, so you got to believe it. So uh, evidently, scientists are concerned that sex robots with coding errors are prone to violence and could strangle humans, Henry. So when it all falls apart for all of us and we have to, you know, we, we take our last $10,000 out of the bank and we're like, I'm buying myself a mechanical wife. Uh, be very careful. This is true, uh, unless it's not, but I believe it is, even though the Daily Star. Anyway, doll collector, his name is Brick Dollbanger, fears violent repercussions if robotics are not regulated properly. Oh, is he the, oh, he's the savior of humankind? <laughs> Dollbanger is, yeah. Brick, who has closed ties with manufacturers, Realbotics and Abyss told the Daily Star online, it scares me to death. It's a machine, and it's always going to be a machine. If you've ever watched the movie Ex Machina, which should be Machina. Ex Machina. Machina, whatever the hell it is. It's Ex something, okay? Ex Machina. Because uh, So anyway, basically this dude is saying that the robots are going to look like that, and uh, they will he be able to murder. that they look like Alicia Vicklander. That's but what I'm he wants, and they're showing going us- to be a long time before that they look like Alicia Vicklander. No, do you see the one here? This one? Look at this. Look at this sex robot that he's got. You want to fuck that? No, I don't. 
I want to. Look at that. Does that look like an actual woman to you? No, does it that, looks like that something that could murder me, though. excite you? Do you look at that thing right now and you say, yeah, I hope that lifeless plastic thing that I will fuck as it squeaks under me, as its dead eyes look up at me and its open blowjob hole mouth is staring at me like some like it's a dead woman? All I know is... Uh, if not programmed properly, they could kill you when you want to have sex with it, Why which is, is going to happen. I just it, doll banger. It's so strange because it's like he's projecting his own sexual fantasy because he wants to have sex with Alicia Vicklander, but he wants her yes. to be a suppliant sex slave. Right. That's what you want. It's with a this machine. Sex robot. Yes. I get it. I get it. This is what you want. Right. But you're so upset already. That you think that you can't trust women enough to that even at this at a, on a, a base machine. level, a machine that is programmable, you're looking at that literally is your slave. You don't even trust it enough that you think you need to have even more control. It, okay, over I don't know if we need to be using the, the word slavier because this is this is what he has to say. He says, unless you can stop it with some kind of projectile like a gun. Yeah, yes. If this gets out of control, it could do some serious damage. Next Wait thing you know, and, but you imagine that if you have a child. And they are killed by their sex robot. You just have to say that the child died of cancer because you can't. Because <laughs> you like, be like, this is this yeah, is but Tim. How did we Tim die? Well, he bought a sex robot, and the sex robot strangled him to death with her boobs. Wouldn't that be crazy? Like father, like son. <laughs> That's what he wants. I, you know, it's very, it's very. Funny. It's going to be the end of the human race. You know what? Sex robots. Not everybody. I really think that you're overplaying just how many people will use the sex bots. But I don't know. In order for me to use a sex bot, number one, I would need permission from my wife. And that's going to be a, not a conversation I even want to have. Well, that's actually an interesting point. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com is having sex with a sex robot cheating that's up for big debate that is a big that's debate, a big at, debate especially at the center of people that believe in monogamy people do that it's a big that it's a, a massive you think debate. that natalie because you're the one in a relationship here you got their wife do you think that natalie would divorce you if she walks in she sees your little polish uh butt going up and down and she's like you're cheating on me henry and then you're like it's just no a look robot. it's a slave and i just punch, i just punch it it's a robot i'm just it's starting a to robot. off its breasts no, I think that she would actually um I think she'd be uh I think the word is we, the conversation would be Henry I'm not mad but I'm disappointed. And I think that the disappointment would be and it's worse than anger cuz anger can come and go and you can do a thing. I think she would be so I think I'm going to use the term disgusted and saddened by my actions. Mildly appalled, perhaps. Yes, and that she will be um, uh, and look at me and be like, this is the man I chose. This is the man did that he felt that he couldn't have a conversation with me for us to make love enough or like I we had or but we what had if it's do vice versa because you got a lot of gals on these Volva machines they're humping and riding that's where all this dirty, stuff that's where it'd be that's where the double standard is because it'd be like There's a double let me get in there. there right yeah because I'll just stand to the side and you're clap. gonna be a, you're gonna be a robot cuck I mean that's a robot just, cuck if that's a robot cuck is it a robot cuck to have like a dildo or like a fuck machine in the room no it has to be full-bodied. But that's what I'm saying. It has to be full-bodied. It doesn't matter because no... Or no, half-bodied. It'll never be as funny as me. Whatever that machine that's fucking you. Not yet. 
<laughs> not until you're fully that's, uploaded and then they got the AI machine in there. But that will be can give it the biggest freaking pecker or the smallest, whatever they want. But that's how you keep your wife happy from then on perfectly, because then what all happens, it's like I'll put my helmet on and like uh, and like pass out, like seize out. But my consciousness will go into the fuck machine. OK. All right. Well, that's that's this week's side stories. Toss up question to the crowd <laughs> and we'll read some emails on that next week um all right well let's do this week's hero of the week Side story. Okay, this week's Hero of the Week, we're actually going to plug another podcast, and we haven't heard this podcast before, but it is called The Nightmare Podcast, and the host is a dude named Jordan Bonaparte, and he accidentally stumbled upon a real-life mystery. The best part about this story is that it's kind of what we were talking a little bit before. It's like, because we don't like, we don't necessarily plug other people's material on our show because we are uh, selfish. But I think that with something like this, is that it's a podcaster's dream. This is. To stumble upon an original story that you break, but then you get pulled right in. He's getting sucked into it. So he broke the story of something called the Halifax, this is in Nova Scotia, the Halifax Glove Guy. And this has led to an intellectual property dispute because the Halifax Glove Guy was really upset that he broke this story. So it turns out that the Halifax Glove Guy Glove Guy bought the NightmarePodcast.com and all those kinds of things. All right, so the way the story goes. But let's get into the story. He started covering this Halifax glove guy on yes. his podcast, so I believe it's called the Nighttime Podcast. Yes, and so they he was covering the story, which was this kind of funny but unnerving series of tales, kind of weird, of yeah. men that were drunk at night getting picked up by this guy that would be driving around offering people free rides, yes. and then he would give them a series of gloves to try on inside of the car that were increasingly smaller and difficult to put on their hands. Right. And that he told them he was a part of a glove business, and this was him testing out his material. So the glove guy so the glove guy's name is Murray James and he reached out to Bonaparte and was like I can't believe you would have a two-part series trying to accuse me of doing something that was malicious or nefarious. I run a glove business and I'm just trying to sell my gloves. Well, because he gave a business out. card to each one of yes. his quote-unquote at first it's sort of his quote-unquote uh, he he'd say potential clients. Yeah. We say kind of like victims. And according to James, he has said uh, th- that he the, his stories, the stories of his glove business acumen have been totally overblown uh-huh. for years. He even damaged my 
reputation and put me in danger. All right? And he, my gloves, he wrote, are tight due to the make and style. And people <laughs> misconstrue my intentions due to the fact that I am so passionate when it comes to my gloves. So this guy, so James, he goes on the defensive. But it turns out as soon as uh, okay, the story yeah, yeah, came but out. I also love the thing because then he gets extra mad. He's like, I am currently living at home as a full-time caregiver for my mom that is 87 with failing health. And now I had to continue to see outlets and people continuing to say things about me is very stressful. It's very stressful for him, but it turns out this podcast host stumbled upon something much more, nefar- much more nefarious. People started coming forward and we're like, no, bro, I met Glove Guy and that was weird. According to this one dude, Sean DeWolf, he says he was picked up and again, he used to pick folks up around 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. DeWolf says as the ride continued, he became more, continued. He was more and more uncomfortable. Yeah, he tried the guy's on multiple like, on this one. Isn't this one nice? Yeah, tight. he tried on three different gloves. Each one were exceedingly tight. Apparently, when they arrived at DeWolf's house, he said James had him try on a final pair of gloves. Gloves. It was at this point DeWolf looked over and saw James was masturbating in the seat oh, next to him. Oh, so it was sexual, <laughs> was it? Oh, so, so it was sexual assault, I guess it was. But then it turns out to a conversation of like men being very reticent to come forward and say that these things were happening to them. They were saying yes. like, because it started off as a funny story. The way that guy, this victim basically said, he's like, I was laughing about it. I told this story and I laughed about it. But then I realized slowly but surely like, Oh, I was sexually assaulted. Yes, I just didn't understand. What they that interviewed was. Uh, they interviewed a sociologist and social worker Robert Wright, uh, talking about uh, the percentage of men who come forward. There's a percentage of men uh, when it comes to sexual assault. It's probably five or ten or maybe fifteen percent. Uh, so about five percent of the six percent of the assaults. You're talking about a very very small number of assaults in men that are ever reported to authorities. So until this guy Jordan Bonaparte started talking about the glove man. Uh, and then threw himself into the story. Uh, we did not know this tale of the glove guy. But the so. glove guy went ahead and registered the name of his podcast yes. with like whatever is their the business bureau of Nova Scotia. So now he legally owns the podcast. And then he made a website and a Facebook page, both just slightly off from the websites that he himself created. And now Murray James has decided that he is going to create a podcast covering the same types of material that this dude did, which is fucking just amazing the level of uh, of, of George Costanza like <laughs> mix with horny horny cab driver oh that the story's about but so we want to say it's like so go and give this guy a listen I haven't listened to the show yet so I have no clue like yes. I can't speak fully to the quality of it yet but you should go listen to the nighttime podcast and, and make sure he gets those numbers and not the fake nighttime podcast. Yes, Jordan Bonaparte. You are this week's Hero of the Week, and we will continue to follow to see if you win your legal battle. All right, let's do some listener email. Okay, let me see what me go tear. Oh, dearie. Oh, Kessel. Oh, I like to lead. I like to read the letters from oh, our feeds. I know it, buddy. Oh, just a natural Irish boy. Oh. Ah, oh, just a nice you're boy. Fitting, fitting right in. Hey, no one thinks right you're lying. Near. Nobody gets mead. Nobody gets mead. Okay. So this is kind of an answer to a question we had about a bouncer killing a guy on the job. Right. 
Hey guys, I was watching a recent last stream and you all were debating whether a bouncer punching and killing someone was considered manslaughter. I am a criminal defense attorney in St. Petersburg, Florida, St. Pete, and worked on a case in which our client and worked on a case in which our client was a bouncer at a Clearwater Beach bar and had to subdue a large, rowdy, drunken man by placing him in a chokehold and taking him to the ground. Unfortunately, the rowdy man died in the process. We took the case to trial, and he was acquitted after we were able to prove he was acting within the course and scope of his duty as a bouncer, okay. namely by protecting himself and others in the bar from this angry man's drunken tirade. So, the short yet somewhat complicated answer is that a bouncer could be charged with manslaughter for killing someone during a physical altercation in the course of his job but he might not be convicted all right there you go very interesting uh we also had a conversation on last week's episode and i believe the week before that as well about male castration fetishes this letter comes in and uh this is a friend of someone who is a dominatrix so i'll just read the middle part of this letter it starts with uh, of course begins with hey guys love the show thank you all so much uh for all of that so uh she goes on to say i have a friend who is a, dom- a dominatrix and she sometimes has guys with fetishes like this in order to let them have the experience without actually harming them and of course we're talking about cutting off their penis well she- i also found out self castration i got a lot of correction emails okay. that the goal is to cut off the balls okay very good so she says in order to give these dudes the experience they want without harming them she buys dildos matching their skin tone and attaches them to the guy's groins and then cuts it off with a butcher knife or scissors i guess it's a pretty i guess it's pretty effective and she has a lot of repeat customers hail yourselves well thank you so much for that so this dominatrix found a way to satisfy the fetish. This is why sex workers are such key to society. I think she that they found are the way necessary to, to necessary. a functioning society. Absolutely. So she's doing the dildo thing, and then they chop it off, and then you know what? They get to they can they can still pee standing up. You could still just have a normal life. There you go. You can just. I mean, I get it. You can have this fetish, but I guarantee, I guarantee. You go miss them balls. You're gonna miss them when you're old and you no you longer have any sexual balls. desires. You're gonna be like, ah, could have used those. Yeah, as a dude, you know what's kind of fun? I don't know if women do the same with their breasts, but it's kind of fun to just play with your balls when you're just sitting alone in a room. Okay. All right. Sure. I mean, absolutely. I see you have an open bottle of lotion right here in your room. Should have put it away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but right. you know what? Isn't it a crime? We had a conversation about this. I really am sad that I didn't put it away before you came in here. But I will say that they um, shame us in these hotels when they purposely give you highly fragrant moisturizer. Yeah, we we discussed this the other night. There's no need for it because I don't want to sound, sound an alarm me. here. No, I'm, I'm just saying if you are a hotel or in the hotel business – no one's covering themselves in the body lotion. Nobody it's is. not a body lotion. It is a singular part of your body lotion. Just get and unscented creme. Otherwise, it can really hurt. Unscented creme, because sometimes if it has a cooling agent in it, and it gets in your hole. I don't need to have my penis feel like a dill cucumber, okay? I don't want I don't to do need this. It. I don't no. need it scented up, right? No. Nope. penis is already soft. It's I don't fine. want it needed to need because of the moisturizer. I don't need it. But I will say, at the very least, this hotel has body lotion. Some of them, as we've noticed, are getting rid of it. And I feel like it's a pointed attack. I think you it is. You know what also I, I realized didn't have? I remember this from that St. Paul place that we talked shit about last week. Oh, that the what was it? Hyatt Place. Hyatt Never place. go to the Fuck Hyatt place, place in St. Paul. Fuck that fucking stupid yeah. hotel. It used also, to be a post office. Noticeably, did not have moisturizer in there. No, I know. No, they're brutal. They're, br- they're just horrible people over there, and it should shut down. All right, here is a story from A. 
Hey, y'all. I'm a current server at the popular restaurant chain Hooters. Oh. One of the former managers told me about the podcast, so I started listening on my 45-mile commute. Shit. 45 miles? That's only about 50 minutes there. You know, they, they get to actually unleash in these towns. It's not 45 minutes of New or 45 miles of New York or L.A. where you have to go one mile an hour. Yeah, 45 miles of New York or L.A. is, is Albany. Yeah. We had a regular that would come in every week, five to six times a week, sometimes twice a day. Same booth every time. If his booth wasn't available, he would sit at the one behind it and move his and move once his was open again. Jeez. He'd always leave a pile of Jolly Ranchers or Starbursts on his booth when he left. Weird. A few months ago, he had a blood clot in his lung and he passed away during his meal one night. No. <laughs> what? He died at, at Hooters? For a few weeks after, we'd put a cup of Coke or sweet tea for a few hours for his remembrance. That's very which sweet. Which is honestly very, very, very sweet. Very sweet. For those of you in the UK, Hooters is, is a restaurant where the the waitresses are super attractive. They're, they're attractive and they wear really tight shirts. Yeah. Last week, I was working the front section and stacked empty plates in the front server station to take to the back when my section cleared out after the rush died down a little bit. Uh-huh. After about 45 minutes or so, most of the guests had left, and I finished cleaning off the last of my tables. I walked back to the front to get the plates and noticed they were gone. <gasps> We'd only two servers on the floor and the bartender during the lunch, the lunch shift. I asked the other girls working if they'd taken the plates back. They all said no. I asked the manager if he'd taken them back. He also said no. I asked the bartender and the regulars if they'd seen anybody walk back there, and everyone said no. I went back to his booth, and I stood at the corner, and it was colder than the rest of the restaurant. <gasps> oh. There's not an air vent in that area of the booths. Haunted Hooters. Haunted Hooters. Oh my! Sounds so like a uh, sounds like a trauma movie. Yeah, haunted. I want to see that film. <laughs> I think I it probably actually that film. exists. Honestly, okay. And then quickly, I want to address this. I brought this up much to your your confusion for some reason. You acted like you didn't know this, but I think it's just because of your shame. This comes from Kay. Henry seemed confused when Marcus and Ben didn't know about gene rub, the pain, the painful rash that you get in your nether region when you're fat and it's hot outside. I was confused too, given that this is a well known and frequently discussed phenomenon. Not amongst women whose thighs touch. I've heard it called chub rub. No, I know that. So they, maybe it's a nomenclature thing. It might. No, I understand. You were talking in specific about your genitalia. No, I wasn't. I specifically wasn't. But due to my character, I could see how that you would. All right. <laughs> but I was. Okay, I understand that. But my she thighs has rub good, too. She has good. I. She has good advice. For the big dudes out there who don't know, you can treat chub rub by wearing bike shorts over your underwear. Or by rubbering deodorant on the affected area before you get dressed in the morning, all over the inside of your dick and balls. No, that's not good. This is this is technically advice. You just buy the powder. Just You're buy powder. Apply, that was also a good advice. That's also good advice. Rubbing deodorant ever. My grandmother used to do it because she thought she kept it kept bugs away. She but did then she, it. I swear what? to God, my grandmother would what rub her entire body in deodorant. Anyway, she's dead, and I love her. She didn't do it to you. No, she didn't care about me getting bit by bugs. You'll have to reapply throughout the day. <laughs> God damn it. There are products like Body Glide and anti-chafing bands on the market, too, if you're better living through that consumerism type. <laughs> 
Whoa. Wow. We just went anti-consumerism. Wow. Okay. Yeah, thank okay. All right. Um, but thank you so much, Kay. That was really, honestly, it's very useful. Very useful. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to our first podcast recorded in beautiful Europe. We will be here for the foreseeable future. I guess the next two, two, shows? six months, two to three months. Yeah. Um, so you remember you live every day, like yeah. you're, you're jigging your way down a cobblestone street oh. and you got dirty feet, but you got a gut full of booze and you couldn't give a shit. And a clean heart. You laugh, laugh like you just saw the, you just saw the Guinness settle. Oh, how it settles there. You see the foam rise at the top. And you know what they say? Every pub's got a different pour. Every pub's got a different pour. But I'm going to tell you what, being from America, every Guinness tastes the same. It tastes like... We did run into somebody who was like, we go to every pub and we try, we, we rate the Nikki, best Guinness. Nikki, our friend Nikki, who we met, he works at Fish Shop here in Dublin. Shout out to Nikki. But they all do taste similar. They all taste the same. Because I now have had nine Guinnesses. And they taste the same. Um, and then... L- live. Yeah, no, I said live. Laugh, I said live, laugh love. and love. Yeah, now you gotta love. Third gotta week love in a row, a you har- forgot Triple L. Love with a heart as big as the Irish. Yeah. Love every day. Love every day like, oh man, you could punch your father and you could kiss your mother. There it is. Love every day like you're, you're, a, you're a member of the uprising. That's very controversial what I just Very said. controversial. Very controversial. But yeah, man. Triple L, baby. Triple L. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. And never forget, hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me, you fucking bitch. Let's go get some. What, what should we get? Fish I and chips. I, I mean, I want it. I want it. But my body is really upset with me right now. Yes, yeah, so that was mine. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's this right here. What would you do of another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and we might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs who are looking to stand out and succeed 
online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for a creative way to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. If I needed to give a class on digging holes, I'd do it. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand. Upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills. And tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or you can sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash left.